The album Love in Exile arrived earlier this year, and today, in advance of their September 30th appearance at the Newman Center for the Performing Arts, I'm happy to welcome Aruj Aftab, Vijay Iyer, and Shahzad Ismaili to the airwaves here on KGNU. Arush, I feel that you work in a very immersive soundscape very often. And I feel that a lot of artists have an idea of what the circumstance is that people will listen to their music in. Maybe that's for doing something active. Maybe it's for dancing. Maybe it's for meditation. I'm curious, when you're making your soundscapes, and you're creating these very enveloping kind of atmospheres. What do you anticipate your listeners to be doing when they're listening? Like, what is the circumstance that you create music for? Uh, that's a really great question. I don't know. <laughs> um... I feel like these guys listen to it when they are feeling all kinds of things, you know. Um, some people, I've heard that some people listen to it while they are giving birth. That's the wild one. Whoa. <laughs> and uh, in general, I think it kind of makes people feel like uh, people listen to it when they want to uh, feel, you know, very directly, probably their feelings. I'm making stuff up. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and those could be happy feelings those could be extremely sad feelings those could be feelings of uh, nostalgia or hope you know hope is a good one uh, which is positive and it's kind of more yeah like you said it's like it's it's immersive it's almost like world building it's almost like sometimes it's like is this even music anymore is this more like art what is happening you know can my mind roam while this is playing you know am i can people like become and do creative things while listening to my music like does it facilitate a further sort of imagination and you know escape into a different world like the music itself it's open it's pretty endless yeah and that world building i think is a great description of some of the work that you're doing and there's seems to be this element of ceremonious creation and i'm i feel that it's good music if one were to be in some type of ceremony and i'm wondering if there's maybe a type of ceremony that you enter when you're in the creation how much goes into each piece like how much preparation and if there is some type of ritual or that you three enter i think the best thing i could say about it is that i think because the music is so process oriented that it has its own ritual element in it because it's sort of like forms appear they like emerge from the unformed <laughs> from some sort of ether or from some sort of aura or ambience or something and they become more and more concrete as we take steps to build it and um 
then they recede, you know. And and so I think that's the ritual, is that ritual of summoning and letting go, which is, you know, in a way that process is so general and yet it feels so ancient that it can accommodate or maybe coexist with a lot of different ritual traditions, maybe. But it's also just very true to who and what we are and the process of discovery that we're all taking part in as we make this music. feel that ancient is another interesting word choice um, because there's something about this music that indeed feels ancient and it makes me consider all of your your backgrounds and uh, the parts that I do know and of course the many parts that I don't know I'm wondering how your individual lineages might come up in in this current music that you're playing which feels very modern and at the same time must be pulling on the strings of a different heritage and tradition I, I think um, the point is that we have lived in the world you know like a, in various parts of the modern world um, and when I was saying ancient uh, what I was sort of more referring to like this human species, not so much about ancient cultures as they get kind of, or tra so-called traditional cultures or something like that, but more about kind of some like basic facts about the human body and human attention and mm. memory and basic facts about how we can make music together. You know, which is like, and there are certain just truths about that, about how we synchronize and how we find each other in tune and in time. You know, so it's that kind of stuff that I was referring to more than any kind of like, you know, and I, I guess if I were to speak about tradition, I would talk about the so-called jazz tradition, which also is like, in a way, um, complex phrase it gets used a lot but it's only been used in that way in the last like 30 or 35 years prior to that it was all new you know so but what has been common to that like century of music that goes under the name jazz and that i am generally associated with is this process of real-time creation particular ways of listening being open to the moment forms being unfixed you know that's the most foundational music to me in terms of the music that I make. You know, in my adult life, starting in my 20s, I, I started trying to come to terms with music from South Asia in general. And that through that process, I've collaborated with a lot of musicians from South Asia and from the diaspora. Uh, so that's a kind of running element in my musical life and so i do think that the three of us working together was a 
kind of process of like finding each other in the South Asian diaspora. So that's an element, but it's not because of musical traditions so much as it is about a particular contemporary shared predicament. The trio came together in 2018, performing their first show in New York. After realizing the intense potency of the collaboration, they decided to play a few more, eventually culminating in the creation of this album, Love in Exile, released March 2023. Would you say that those first shows were iterating on the same thing and then the album is really like kind of a culmination of those shows or did, how much did the music change in that time? The first show that we did, we didn't discuss anything and, you know, we just kind of went for it. And uh, I think the, the beautiful thing about the two of us is that we come from uh, many years of being composers, you know, uh, and also being collaborators, you know, uh, with different projects, different bands, uh, and, lo- and lots of different wisdoms, right? Our music is in conversation with our lives, and our lives have been very uh, full and, and experiential. And so when the three of us got together and we started playing, we could really understand each other, and we could hear each other uh, and follow each other in ways that is rare. Largely, it was we left the element of live composition at the core of, of the project. And that's kind of what we did when we went to the studio. We just went for it. And then, you know, when we play live, we are not actually playing the tunes off the record. We're still doing the same blueprint, which is let's just go for it. And then... So viewers and audience members, we can expect a whole unique experience in these upcoming events, right? Yeah, definitely. Aruj, you are the first Pakistani musician to win a Grammy. And I'm wondering what the status of that award means to you and how it feels to have that kind of distinction as being the first person of your country heritage to have that award. Um, yeah, I mean, winning a Grammy is awesome, as we know. <laughs> and what else? Uh, so? I was very happy to. I was very happy to win. I very carefully put together a record called Vulture Prince, and I spent a lot of time on it, just kind of bringing all the pieces together and kind of growing into the sound that I didn't have many examples of and wanted to invent. It's easy to say that and it's very difficult to do it. <laughs> it did win a Grammy and, and it was wonderful because, you know, to, to get that recognition after this work that you've done where you've put together this very intricate thing that is not really very mainstream, uh, but it's really very beautiful to you and it's very personal to you and, and, and you know, you think it's kind of like an astonishingly beautiful, complex work of art and music. And then the other guys are like, yeah, that's totally what we think it is too. You're like, holy okay, f- great. You know, <laughs> you're like, that never happens. Um, <laughs> or we or we think that it won't happen, you know, like we're kind of, as artists, we're conditioned to believe that like only mainstream top 40 is where success is you know and so then there's hope for everyone and all our projects 
So yeah, the recognition was beautiful. I feel great. I like looking at it. It's on my bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, so, so there's a lot of sound on this current album. This the the three of you have created. And sometimes it can be difficult to tell where the sounds are coming from, but then I appreciate how we have these atmospheric soundscapes that are anchored by these melodies. And I think, Shazad, I'm noticing some of your work, especially what, what is your upbringing musically like were you also in a jazz tradition what are who are some of the artists that you have gotten to collaborate with in the past well vijay's playing piano as well as um electric piano and and synthesizers and i'm primarily playing bass and a mono synthesizer uh, called the moog and in terms of my traditions i attempted to learn jazz several times in my life and haven't succeeded yet and typically when I've when I've tried to enter into that I will get some books I'll start to listen to some records and then they'll just be the the impacts of time and discipline and commitment those kinds of things so jazz hasn't been my path thus far though I'm I'm still curious to learn more about it and to keep trying but the more active aspect of my background would probably be sad, slow rock bands like Low, Mazzy Star, The Red House Painters, records like that. That's really more where I'm coming from. Tracy Chapman, U2's Joshua Tree, and then also what would be probably called extremely experimental music, meaning like a 45 minute record of of white noise that's just gradually shifted by EQ settings. That's most typically where I'm coming from in terms of historically what I've listened to and what I've performed. Though I'm still always trying to widen things. Mm-hmm. Okay. W- when it's an artist like this, when it's when it's a work that has so many detailed intricacies in the sound, I feel like getting a room with good sonics is of the utmost importance and so i'm excited that this is the room that was chosen at the newman center so this is coming up on september 30th and it's part of this greater tour how how many shows uh, in in this iteration are you going to be playing i think Vijay counted in this in the, this moment we're doing around 20 shows yeah so i think it's a great blessing that we have the opportunity here in the middle of the country to get out and see this unique collaboration of three musicians to the base that we're going to be in so i'm very much looking forward to it myself and uh, i think you'll be very well received by the audience here and once again thank you so much for bringing what you've created to these different stages and just recording that album it feels very lovingly recorded so many thanks you're welcome take best care out there yeah Yeah. thank you and thanks for listening